Welcome to Season 1, Episode 38 of Digital Dissection, where we take a closer and possibly unnecessary look at our favorite properties. Today we visit the Image Comics and AMC Juggernaut, The Walking Dead. With the series nearing its end, we're looking back at its trajectory and the journey it would present us. Series spoilers are head, Coral. You've been warned. Before we sharpen our machetes, cover ourselves in walker guts, somehow drive vehicles that weren't even released yet when they appeared on TV, we are Chelsea, Joe, and Mark. Three friends that are navigating the zombie apocalypse and bringing our love of our favorite properties to your ears. And if somehow you followed the signs of Terminus and you did the wrong impression and you went for the, the walking dead and not the walking dead, why not try looking for us up on all the major podcast platforms, searching for Digital Dissection, a nerd podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our blog, where it ain't like it was before. And if you like this show, leave us a review or tell us what you think by emailing digitaldissectionpodcast at gmail.com. Wrong walking. You got the wrong walk in there. Wrong yeah. walking. I can't even do it. <laughs> the wrong walking. Walking <laughs> dead. It, it makes sense. I don't know why he was never on the series. Maybe, maybe he shows up in the finale. <laughs> it was me the whole time. Imagine him as Negan and like <laughs> imagine you peep in in your pants. Crazy! Look at this guy. Oh my god! Just maybe he's every character, and this is a one-man show. Oh my god! (laughs) Make it happen. (laughs) He is both. He's both Rick and Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Dad, I can't do it. It's mom. She's mom. I can't shoot a dad. Coral! I can't do it! Do Coral! Hey! Coral! Your name's Carl, but the actor's British, so he says Coral. (laughs) A lot. A lot. Oh, man. This is going to be rife for, like, bonus episode stuff. (laughs) Uh, Yep. Oh, this is great. Well, who's going to love that bit of confusing entry for this episode, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's false advertising or just plain and simple confusion for what's going on today. I mean, it's something. Yeah. I mean, Sully's whining about it, so it's already one Definitely. negative review. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got the, the pet desk pop already. Everyone's <laughs> a critic. <laughs> <laughs> well, because of the fact that it is, it is the spookiest month yes. of the year. And we also just sat down with the legendary Lou Temple, who starred on The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, or as we're calling it, the sauntering deceased. They are, <laughs> they're they're prancing about, all back from the grave. <laughs> yeah, it's time to talk a little bit about The Walking Dead. And I'm assuming that at least 
one third of this group is fans, right? <laughs> yep. Almost almost one third of us is still watching the show. Yes. Yep. I will no. say though, mm-hmm. I was a fan of the show. The show. <laughs> the show. Um, the show. I was the a show. fan of the show. I was a fan of the program, the show. I uh, for a while. I very much watched happily the first three seasons, but as you guys know, I had to quit doing that mm-hmm. on account of my night terrors. Yeah, the night terrors are that's that's definitely bad news. Mm-hmm. Bad news. Yeah, oh, I slip back yeah. into that a lot. I think it's just because yeah. my normal voice is not that, not that different from Rick. But whatever. <laughs> it's got so the same similar. smoothness to it. So similar. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. So Chelsea has a uh, just uh, debilitating fear of zombies. Crippling fear Indeed. of zombies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So even even the lightest of zombie movies, she can't she can't handle. No, and they're around. Just no, thank you. Yes, so, but I was. Yeah pressured into the walking dead because i feel like it was such a cultural phenomenon everyone Mm -hmm. was watching it there were shows made just about watching it so you know um i would huddle up under my blanket chew off all my fingernails and uh go to sleep and dream about my husband being murdered in front of me in different horrible and incredibly graphic ways it was awful awful Mm -hmm. so you know so uh, I think yeah. you you made it what two three seasons before three like seasons. No, three seasons and then three out. Seasons. Yep. And mm-hmm. you know at at some point it just there's only so many times you can see your family and friends be ripped apart by a horde of zombies in front yeah. of you. Mm. Yeah, the yep. mind works in mysterious ways, doesn't it? That do. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this this actually was a uh, for me it was a comic experience first. I actually read the comics from. Um, I, geez, I think what was this back in 2003? I want to say is when the right. comics, yeah, because it came out right after Invincible did, yeah. Um, and so I ended up reading uh the comics and then I took a little bit of a break and then came back when all of the the uh volumes started coming out. So I got mm-hmm. caught back up and and then uh, and then when I found out the show was on its way, it was just a nerdgasm to the extreme for quite a long time <laughs> but what about everybody else though i mean was the show your your first experience or did you read the comics at all uh i i definitely read the first two volumes of the comics before the show um and like many things in my life i would like see that this big event is happening and then i don't want to be confused about the event so i just have to do research on it because my when you look at the uh, the author Robert Kirkman and the creator of The Walking Dead, um, I actually read his other zombie work before um, before The Walking Dead, and that was Marvel Zombies, which came out well after The Walking Dead had gone. And I loved Marvel Zombies; it was such a fun story. Um, seeing all the Marvel mainline heroes just get taken out one by one and becoming zombies. Um, so when I heard the show was coming out. And I'm like, well, okay, well, I know that guy. Like, I've read a book or two uh, that he's read, uh, that he's written. So then I uh, went on down to Planet Chaos in Fort Atkinson and picked up uh, Walking Dead's Volume 1 and 2. And that's as far as I got when the show came on. And then I never looked back. You know, the the comic was um, a little bit different if you read the original first issues. Because back then, 
uh, I think Tony Moore did the first, I think four or five. Uh, he was the actual illustrator on those. And then, mm-hmm. then uh, he would get replaced by Charlie Adlard after that. And there's been some, some questions about, you know, what happened here? Is this, <sighs> is this meant for Moy Povich? And uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't, it totally wasn't no. like years later, uh, Robert Kirkman would say that it was a scheduling thing. They were so mm-hmm. concerned at image comics with like, okay, we need to hit a schedule. This needs to happen here. So basically Moore was up on out. Adler got replaced. So the, the art, like the art form that a lot of us see, for the walking dead now is because of that. And the, uh, the original epi- or issues from, uh, with, with Moore's illustrations, he actually continued to do the covers for a while. So that's why the covers might look different than we actually read inside the, yeah. the comic book. So, well, which, you know, if you, you read comic books, that shouldn't shock you <laughs> that the, the <laughs> yeah. cover are dramatically different than what you get inside. But like, yeah, it is just uh, just a picturing like Mori Povich like crying in the background with an envelope that he never gets to open up and read. Yeah. When we find out this was just a scheduling thing, yeah, <laughs> and, and that you will be the the uh, the, the the artist. Yeah, you will be the illustrator, and then he gets up and starts <laughs> dancing and like you know all that good stuff. So, <laughs> oh man, I I just th- this this property, good lord, it is it is like. A, a, a bestseller in every possible way. I mean, if we're talking about keychains at Hot Topic, I mean, coloring <laughs> books, I mean, it doesn't matter what you're making with The Walking Dead. That, it's making a ton of money. We, I wish yeah. we could have gotten that money somehow, Chelsea. What do you think? <sighs> I mean, our production value would be a lot. Uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe we'd be yeah, able to afford. We the, wouldn't uh, have to be hiring these shitty voice actors that we keep. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we could pay real people to do our intros. Yeah. <laughs> oh, imagine that if we had like a like an old dude that some of these true crime podcasts use, and it's like digital dissections, you know, not intended for all audiences. Just give me the unsolved mysteries guy. Right. Oh, God. Robert Stack. Oh, the original. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Robert Stack and the, oh, God, uh, I always forget the actor's name, but they're both deceased now. Yeah. It's like the original and the second revival. Yeah, so they both passed then away. I think our, uh, our best hope is uh, Jonathan Frakes, then. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Start your day off right. But, mm-hmm. well, hey, looking at The Walking Dead. So, Image Comics at first, like they didn't really release any numbers on, you know, like how many issues are being sold or anything of that nature. So like mm-hmm. over time, they did start releasing um, estimates because of just how ridiculous things were. And I think from the most recent stuff, they had about 100,000 uh, like copies, I think like per, I think actually it's year over year, I think. Mm-hmm. And now it's like 300,000 copies year over year get sold. So, I mean, it's, it's batshit insane just how yeah. how big of a cash cow this became it just keeps coming and uh so there are coloring books for the walking dead out there are these like are these adult coloring books or like i would assume, give these to our children i would assume it's probably adult coloring books although i thought that shit was supposed to be relaxing 
fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's like, like that's the opposite for you. Someone would be fucking like... walking dead. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> I'm running out of red. I'm running out of red. <laughs> Color your favorite scene with Lori giving birth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all laughing of course <laughs> well, well hey despite the success of the comic book going from the page to this the the small screen did take quite a while to happen uh you know nowadays when we see adaptations occur i mean a book comes out and then three months later suddenly there's a trilogy well i say trilogy but like two movies and then there's a third movie that's split into two parts but this took five years of development to actually get onto television. Ooh, like, wow. like five years of just people like on a table arguing, or five years of like actually going around and trying to sign people for it. Five years of shopping the show around to different networks and trying to get Ooh. people to 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 bite. Yes, that's crazy because right. it was mm -hmm. such a huge success just yeah. right off the bat too. And you hear mm -hmm. that though about a lot of really popular and successful, you know shows and franchises i don't know yeah well, i mean look at that with the uh, squid games on netflix now that thing got shot down yeah for decades by the sounds of it yeah yeah, yeah i think what was that idea as old as like 2009 or something i can't remember exactly but mm -hmm. i remember it was it was i mean it's not a i mean it's a fresh idea to us but not to the guy that wrote it that's for Ooh. sure well mm -mm. as old as time <laughs> it makes you sad for all the stuff that never sees the light of day yeah mm -hmm. all the best that's shit's right. not being made that's what you like probably yeah well i mean because like you're gonna like, how many like things are like actually original ideas that people are just like nah people aren't gonna fucking watch that they want the same shit over and over again so we don't get to see all this new original stuff ever exactly yeah yeah, and, and that's really what's what's funny about this is that despite the fact that it's, I mean, it's it's an original idea despite zombies kind of uh, being everything. But uh, Frank Darabont is one of the reasons why we even have the show. And for those that actually listened to our Ben Heck episode, uh, Ben Heck does not like Frank Darabont's The Green Mile because <laughs> he thought it was perhaps just boring. Um, but Frank Darabont, I mean, he he's a, I mean. There, there are some things that happen behind the scenes that we'll get into here, but he's really the reason why uh, this show found a home. And it was that five years of dedication, you know, refining what they wanted to do with it. Um, that's that's why we got what we did. And he would end up actually writing um, just about like two thirds of the first the first season. And um, even the uh, first episode of season two, he would also be attached to. But I just remember when season one came out i was so excited for it and then i see a uh, an article that he leaves the show that darabont is no longer a part of it and it was pretty fast and uh, because email scandals are topical right now and people do like a good email yeah. scandal well the emails kind of came out a little bit here uh darabont would actually be I don't want to know if physical threats are the right thing, but like, oh, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but he said, you know, whoever walks into this office, I'm gonna kill the shit out of them. They're gonna find pieces, that kind of thing. Uh, Ooh, a lot of stress oh. on this show. He got really, yeah, yeah, really upset about the show with people, and and it led to a very very quick exit. 
I think the worst part about it was that even though it took a long time for him to get the show to AMC, and you would think that because AMC took a shot on it, maybe they would, you know, give a little more creative license or maybe they would give a little more bandwidth because of the fact that they were the only ones that, you know, that, that went forward with it. I guess there was some red tape behind the scenes, um, most notably from a budgetary standpoint. And, yeah, the darn budget. Yeah, money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always holds a show back. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess if I was the AMC like executive and I go, hey guys, I have a bill for you know 40 sheriff hats on here, custom made. Uh, mm-hmm. Can anybody tell me about that a little bit? <laughs> yep, and why are they made with sable? This yes. is a bit bit much here <laughs> well this is rick's uh, daytime hat and this is his evening wear hat and this is his fucking up the zombies hat and this is his parenting hat this yeah. is the dirty hat this is, yep. this is the formal hat and this is the holster that is made entirely out of bald eagle foreskin <laughs> oh i thought it might be tiny hats <laughs> oh there you go yeah it, it, the budgetary problems uh really took an impact in season two and really what amc was asking them to do was okay well you made six episodes with this budget now we want you to do a little over twice that but with less money (laughs) and and darabont's like yeah fuck this i'm out of here yeah fuck this shit i'm out right Mm -hmm. yep we're done it ain't like it was before He's out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think I think they finally wrapped up this two hundred eighty million dollar lawsuit that uh, Darabont brought to AMC. Ooh. So, like they're 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 getting there, or so like maybe not. Hold on, like Darabont sued for two eighty, or like AMC sued him for two eighty. Darabont sued Ooh. them. He's like, yeah. I'm gonna get my budget, motherfuckers. Watch yeah, out, yeah, bitches. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. I never mean, go what? back to my new zombie show with the money I got. From... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be better. This one's going to have explosions. Have and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> the walking dead is happening, okay? It's happening. Yeah. Yep, the street walking dead. Is... <laughs> yeah, the street <laughs> Looking at the, the vision of the show and the, I guess, just the imagery and what we got in that first season, I mean, it, it's... It's far more cinematic than it is just TV show, and yeah. and that that does set the tone. I mean, for the whole rest of the of the series, even up to now. I mean, you don't have that look without the the breadcrumbs they kind of laid down there. Um, for sure, but you all, don't have yeah. him, you know, horseback riding out of Atlanta like with yeah. freaking dead civilization everywhere. Mm-hmm. That was some badass cinematography, yeah. and I think it's part of the reason why I could stomach watching the show. <laughs> You know, like it was yeah. worth it because it was good. Yeah, I thought I was thinking like that exact same scene that you just said, Chelsea, when Mark yeah. said photography, like, yeah, the fucking scene of him walking down the highway out of dead Atlanta, like, oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, but then that's that I, I also do. I mean, I, I, I do not stand for some of the stuff that Darabont wrote to the, the mm-hmm. cast and crew. Like, some of it's just you, you, there's no way you can support it, but. But as far as taking something straight from the, the comic and and putting it into this form, the yeah, the riding into Atlanta on a, on a horse, 
mm-hmm. that is totally ripped straight from the comic and the depiction just was beautiful on the show. So, I mean, we're, we're not going to do a, a sheriff's hat tip to Darabont or anything, but that recognizable look, it's, it's only there because they developed that idea for as long so, as they did. So what you're saying is, is he, uh, Darabont took that horse on the old town road and he rode it until oh, he couldn't ride no more because no, he but... got, because he got kicked off the show. No yeah. more. Yeah. Horse. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too bad that song wasn't out when that that episode premiered. They probably would have just yeah. put that right on there. Oh. <laughs> or or with the way things are trending now, that, that that reference is already dated. Oh God, Joe, it's, yeah. it's very old. Very yeah, I mean, old. you're you're already drifting into like we're not even saying dad jokes anymore. This is like no. boomer jokes territory, pretty much. And, <laughs> Except yeah. we are the new boomers. Go millennials. <laughs> this weird place between boomers and Gen Z, where they. <laughs> Where both of them think that we're the other. Yeah. You oh, know yeah. what? I don't care. Just leave me alone with my avocado toast. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, leave me alone with my grape nuts and my wheat germ and my, well, my prune juice. First of all, don't you be coming for my grape nuts because I fucking love grape nuts. <laughs> These are not water chestnuts. Oh, no, yeah, no. that's right. <laughs> Okay, That's I gotta right. I gotta bear that one. I don't want to get back into the weeds of water chestnuts again. It's too early in the episode, damn it. <laughs> but you know the so that that's I think that's the thing though that was so beautiful about The Walking Dead was the the comic was was fantastic. It dropped you into this just hectic as fuck environment, right? And what they did really well with season one was like you don't have any time to really think about where you are and then each episode kind of starts with a flashback so the storytelling aspect of it i thought was was probably the best of any any season they've done um because they do take time to kind of clue you back in as to what was going on Mm -hmm. um and when it comes to like zombie movies where would you guys rather be would you rather be just plopped into the pandemonium or do you want to actually see things kind of escalate and reach a certain point? <laughs> this is something funny that I often ask myself because, mm-hmm. you know, um, I have, I, it, it freaks me out so much that I really do think about this quite a lot. And that is how would I fare? And Matt oh, yeah. says that I'm like deader than dead. Like I'm super <laughs> fucking dead. He's like, you're fucking dead. There's no, no, you're so dead. But I don't know. I think I'm a little scrappy. You could do it. I think you're I, tough. Yeah, I'm tough. Um, so I think I could do it. Maybe I would, maybe I would prefer to be dropped in the middle of it. I think in the middle of the pandemonium mm-hmm. versus I don't. I don't even know. Do I have weapons? I mean, you have what's available to you. So, oh. like, I, for instance, I have Donna Katana and Betty Machete White, um, who are in my apartment because I've named, I've named the two weapons that I own. Well, those are really good names. Mm-hmm. Those are good names. Thank you. I had help from a friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, friends are great. <laughs> for that, I don't know. For mm-hmm. I mean, for a while, I've had like this thing. Like, I have. I know what I would do. I would gather my loved ones. I would take my pets. I would grab my weapons. I would get in my vehicle. I would drive out to my grandparents' 
farm out in the middle of nowhere where we would set up shop and like try and survive on our own away from society i don't know mm -hmm. yeah yeah well i that's that's where i was gonna throw some opinions out was that you know i i like zombie movies or zombie properties where you do get to see some of the pre zombie life and i think the, the, some of the most fun aspects of these experiences are when you get to see what that contrast is now the the whole like feel of the of the walking dead was really meant to be more about the survival and and the journey people take you know once mm -hmm. once things go to shit and, and it's like okay that's fine i get that but for me in season one getting to see the the pandemonium of the traffic when they're trying to get into Atlanta when Shane and Lori and Carl Coral you know they're <laughs> they're trying to get into Atlanta and then the military carpet bombs it yeah like yeah. like that that feeling of despair told through a flashback it it's it's like instant okay I'm caught up and I know why these people are the way they are mm -hmm. in in the present and so season 1 I think from a, a character building standpoint did the best with that because in later seasons, you get introduced to somebody, you don't see them for like four episodes. Suddenly, they get a bunch of exposition, and you're like, "Oh, that bitch is dead." Yeah, they're not going to mm -hmm. make it. Not mm -hmm. making it. You are putting a lot of investment into this character for some people to foolishly get emotionally involved with them, and then you're taking them away. Well, I don't know. I think there was so much hope in the first season too, and in the yeah. beginning, like you know, okay, you know, Rick's alive. He's found his family. They're going to look, mm -hmm. they're going to find a cure. We're going to the CDC and all that shit, you know, but then yeah. it's just, it's gut wrenching because just, it just devolves into absolute shit and chaos. There is mm -hmm. no hope. Hope yeah. we watch hope slowly die. Yep. That's <laughs> fucking terrifying. And in season one specifically, when you meet Morgan, played by Lena James, you know, mm -hmm. when, when you see them meet up, like for me, that was the last save point before the shit hit the fan. You know, yeah. uh, I love, I love that interaction between Morgan and Rick and like, you know, you're a good man, Rick. And like, and then they part ways and you're like, Oh man, am I ever mm -hmm. going to see him again? But you're like, I know, but you, you have a good feeling about it. They got the walkie talkies, you know, they can, they can talk Maybe. at night. Yeah. That's the thing too. You stop seeing nice people. Yeah. It's true. It's <laughs> it true. just goes away. Like it's yeah. which is exactly what would happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. you I mean, peep it would be worse, I think, than what the show actually portrays. Yeah. I which, think if that were to happen in real life, it would yeah. be worse. And it's so dumb. And it would be worse. It absolutely would be worse because people will just go into like the worst form of survival but like mm -hmm. the whole thing like you get to uh what is it season three when the when the governor comes in Ugh. yeah and yeah. so you have his whole town and all their mm -hmm. resources and then you have our our main squad in the prison with their prison resources and it's like <laughs> why not pool the resources into a massive community and just fucking get along with each other because no, i don't like do you that's why and i yeah. want shit mm-hmm because it doesn't like work you? that way, Joe. Not no, from it around here. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. And it's just like, fucking hell. Like, just band together. Use all of the gun food and silent, like, you know, arrow stuff to, like, take the zombies out. Yeah. Well, and, like, yeah. And you bring up a good point. In the comic mm -hmm. books, we don't 
get like an overabundance of rednecks right away. And I thought that was something really, really funny about the TV uh, shows because, uh, you know, Merle and Daryl uh, Dixon are original characters that yeah. just show up in the, in the show. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so I, I thought that was funny that you get a couple of rednecks that uh, are plopped right in the middle of everything. And the comic like makes no mention of them. And I'm like, you know what? In rural Georgia, I think you're going to find a couple of guys like that. I really Probably. do. A couple. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to rural Georgia? Oh, I've I've touched all fifty states. I've seen rednecks everywhere. They're like tardigrades. They can survive in any environment. Oh my yeah. gosh! And so, like, do you think like I, this probably is completely wrong? But I have to think that they Norman Reedus and why am I blanking on Merle's actor's name right now? God, what is this? What's happening? See, this is. This is horrible. Uh, oh, Mary Poppins, man. for lack of better terms. Mary Poppins, yo. Uh, yep. it. Oh, it's, this always happens to me, yep. too. Killer, killer. It'll pop in halfway through the episode. But anyway, I have to imagine they both show up to the audition, or they're told that, you know, hey, there's a show coming up. Maybe you two should try out. So they try out. They something they're like, these guys are fucking brilliant, and there's no character to match them. Let's just make characters for them. Yeah, well, Michael I mean, Rooker that... was perfect for the role of Merle Dixon. There it is. I mean, he, he Michael perfect. Rooker. Yeah, he was perfect for the role. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, and I, I think... Oh, sorry. I, I think I cut off Chelsea. Chelsea, did I hear you in there? I did not want to cut over. I don't think I... I don't know. No. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've had this bad, bad, uh, like, habit, Joe and I have, of, like, viciously cutting off Chelsea, like, right when she's about to start talking. And now we're, like, we're we're very... I'm very I aware of say it. something so great too. Mm-hmm. No, I'm fucking kidding. I don't know. I you I, son I, of a bitch. Yep. You son of a bitch. And like a student driver in rush hour traffic, we just fuck you over. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of being fucked over, now this was a, a, one of the good aspects of the early part of The Walking Dead was the love triangle between Shane, Rick, and Lori. Yeah. Because yeah, as we know, we thought everybody thought Rick was dead. And so Shane Except and Lori... Shane knew he wasn't dead. Yeah. Well, Damn it, Shane. Well, yeah, I, I mean, mean, he could surmise that he probably was dead, but the last mm-hmm. time he saw him, he was motherfucking alive. Yep. I mean, when I... I, and the, I think the quote from the show is like, he's like, he says to Lori, he's like, Lori, when I left him there, he looked like he wasn't going to make it. And it's like, I don't know. Who do you trust? You know? Yeah, and then mm-hmm. he moves in like two hot seconds later. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. He's pounding mm-hmm. poor Lori in the forest, man. And, uh, <laughs> in the forest. Yeah. Among yeah. the forest creatures. Yeah, she's just walking out there trying to do some laundry, minding her own business, and suddenly he, he just shows up. And like, where the fuck is Coral? Oh, he's who being watched. Fuck, who the mm-hmm. fuck leaves their child alone in the zombie apocalypse to go freaking get some poo nanny in the woods? Who Which, does this? That is high romance in the zombie apocalypse, I'm convinced. It, there, yes. There's no more dinner dates. There's no more like outdoor, like nice, like Christmas light scenarios with a single table and a candle and your favorite song playing. All that's gone. Now it's this is laundry. The kid's not here. There doesn't have anything trying to eat us right now. Let's do this. Yeah. Just frog legs and Uncle Dale watching you with his, his old sun hat up on the RV. Yeah. Oh, Dale. But hey, before we get to Dale, though, 
uh, we're not going to mirror everything from the comics, but the the love triangle that occurred was one of those decisions that the showrunners decided to carry forward longer than it was supposed to. Oh, yeah. Um, in the well, in the comic book, Shane is you know he's uh, he's shot like does not right make away. It as long, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. I, they made a good decision making it mm-hmm. last as long as they did. I think for dramatic effect, but yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't know. I was, I didn't. To shed any tears for poor dear Shane. Mm-mm. Well, I just he, wish she would have fucking stayed dead. <laughs> he came back for like what thirty <gasps> seconds. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I, are you kidding me? Yeah, he just he, stay down, you bastard. That literally that 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 scared me more than anything when he started getting back yeah. up because we didn't know that. We didn't know. We, we didn't, didn't know, know then. That that yeah. Death is just a guarantee that you're a zombie. We're all infected. Yep, fucking fluoride, man. The worst part. <laughs> hey, the only thing worse than than an alive John Bernthal is a reanimated John Bernthal. <sighs> well, mean, especially now that he's the like I, I can't say now that he's the punisher since he was the Punisher. Way worse now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I think it was a smart move to keep him around for a lot longer because that was one of the most compelling aspects of early walking dead that once again, we don't really get anything kind of uh, like this later on. I mean, I guess you could say the governor kind of descends into madness a little bit, mm-hmm. but yeah. you, you could tell he was, he was simmering in that pot of soup for a long time. Yeah. You, know? you can tell he's just a dude that like likes to, he's just a sadistic fuck who mm-hmm. likes that it's, the zombie apocalypse because he can be a sadistic fuck. Yep. Yeah. And like he has a reason to be one and it's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Like he he was born an asshole and a sadistic fuck and he just happens to thrive in a zombie apocalypse. Yes, yes. It would be like I don't even know. I can't even compare it to anyone. Uh, it, it, insert crazy serial killer here. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Well, here's one way to look at it. When when you domesticate cats, right? Cats kind of turn on that switch and go, yep, I know where my food is. I know where my, my litter box is. I poop there. Sometimes I don't, but I usually do. <laughs> and if for some reason the cat gets let outside, guess what? There's a, a clock that starts ticking that goes, I revert back to a previous operating system once I'm no longer in this environment. They can go feral again. And so mm-hmm. you see that happen with Shane Walsh in the, in the early part of, of walking dead. Like you could tell that this guy, uh, he wasn't like unhinged at first, but that, that process happens little by little for them. You know, mm-hmm. he, he lost a lot, but then he loses a little bit more and everything he loses. It just creates this monster over time. And so, I, I mean, you just don't get something nearly as like, it's nearly as like well fleshed out. Yeah, is that is that transformation does early on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, for a lot of folks, the the earliest uh, portions of The Walking Dead are probably where most, you know, either either uh, like in the season two, a lot of folks got got started with season two, and it's one of the like most well known parts of the comics too, going to Herschel's farm and meeting his family, and you know, the walkers are in the barn, you know that. That mm-hmm. that whole thing was uh, was a pretty well known um, story arc. Yeah, but I have to say that's where Glenn starts to take off as a great character. 
Like, Love it, me some Glenn. Yeah, Glenn was such a fun character, and I feel mm -hmm. like he was such a such a young, naive, hopeful. nice little hopeful little boy in season <laughs> one, and then season two hits, he's like, nope, we are growing the fuck up now. Yeah, battle hardened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, battle hardened Glenn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good time. I'm Glenn. a man. <laughs> well, there is that aspect of Glenn's character in season two as well. Yeah. Did you see what they did at the general store? I mean, yeah. again, high, ro yeah. high romance in the zombie apocalypse. If it's not not the woods, it's a general store that you're raiding for supplies. Yep. He went to the store, a boy, and he returned to the farm, a man. man. Yeah, the, the, the farm was part of that AMC struggle, though. You know, how long can we stretch out this budget? And that's why season two, almost the entirety is spent there. And I, I think this is one of the first uh, points of The Walking Dead's TV adaptation where we really get like the like a, a big mistake, right? Mm -hmm. um, like some folks were turned off by the CDC episode in season one. It, it felt disjointed because of the source material. That doesn't happen in the comic. They never go to the CDC. Mm -hmm. um it, but in the in the tv universe it's it's cool because it it kind of gives you the notion of something about the, the apocalypse and what causes reanimation and mm -hmm. and that's something you do find out in the comics too after a, a certain point but but the dr jenner is not the one that delivers that news so it, it it's fine but i i would say this this mistake that one of the early mistakes of the walking dead's tv series was sophia goes missing mm -hmm. <gasps> yeah it's just it's just it's not interesting yeah yeah honestly you don't give a shit no. sorry you can you can make more kids yeah i don't They're know like, I go mean, back to like the farmhand just... style of child making. <laughs> well not to mention you know rick's advice to sophia when when he tells her you know head back to the group and he's like but keep the sun on your right shoulder and i'm like Bro, that's just like fucking toilet paper when this says, you know, th this toilet paper is enough to stretch from here to Taiwan. It's like, why don't you just fucking tell her, go walk this direction? Yeah. Right? Like, just say, go the fuck over there. Instead, he doesn't. And then we end up spending the entire first half of season two looking for Sophia. Wait, you just know she's fucking dead. Yeah, she has like, to be dead. It's not even a consideration that she's alive, right? I mean, I yeah. don't know. It's just like when you see a missing animal poster in a neighborhood for like a Pomeranian and it's been like three years and you're like, you nope. just gotta, you just gotta hang that up. No, I'm sorry. That, I'm sorry. There are coyotes in this area. Like that, like snowball didn't make it. I was going <laughs> to, I was going to call it snowball too. <laughs> oh, look at us on the same page tonight. Except I wasn't thinking coyote. I was absolutely thinking like a hawk or an or owl, yeah. like carrying it off. Cause to Good me that's funnier. Birds of prey. More funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Oh yeah, just a. Oh, I just remember, like with with Sully as a tiny puppy, and my parents are watching him, and I'm like, "You cannot let him out outside unsupervised at night because of owls." Yeah. They're like, they're, oh, like yeah. Right. they're like, "Oh, that one happened." I'm like, no, no, it will. You have owls. You can't let him outside. He's a potato that's walking. Yeah. You need to watch him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And unfortunately, yes. they did, they did not watch Sophia, and she ends up in Herschel's barn. Yeah. And uh, I will say the buildup to it when you finally get there. Oh, I yeah. mean, I mean, it, it is like when you, you know, I hate to have to, use, Chelsea. I'm sorry again about the wicked shit idea here, but it's okay. 
yeah it's like when you're in the car and you're like you know six blocks from home and you're like that payoff is worth it and so yeah. is this one <laughs> you know when when they finally do see sophia i mean it was like one of the biggest tv moments mm -hmm. uh from from that era and uh, so I will give them credit for that, but the whole search was just, God. it just went on and Forever, on. Forever, I know. It, it, yeah. here's the, can we just talk about the barn too? Why are we keeping them? Are we, are we like hoping that we can fix them or why are we keeping them? I don't know either. Cause like, why are I, they keeping them? I get like, you, you don't want to see a loved one like die, well, but they're already dead. You know what but, you can do is you can just let them go. No, yeah. her, Herschel yeah. thinks they're sick. And that's that, true. And that they'll get no. better. And they well, don't. Herschel, yeah. they are literally rotten. Like they're rotting. <laughs> Limbs are falling right trash. off, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's no coming back from that. So that's what I don't get. And why were they? Oh, whatever. I won't. Yeah, that, that was his whole point. His whole point was that, you know, he, because, okay, so they don't build on this nearly as much in the TV show, but in the comics, I mean, Herschel's got like a gaggle of kids. You know, like he's got, he's got a couple, yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got a couple daughters and, you know, and everything on the TV show, but like in the comics, he's got like, it's like some like 10 family members uh, and of course half of them wind up in the barn. So he has a little bit more, you know, a little bit more incentive to, yeah. <laughs> Every sperm is sacred guys. God damn it. Sure are. But either way, just like all, all good things, they do have to come to an end and that, that barn gets all burnt down and that farm gets all torn up, but they got to move on. Herschel loses a leg at some point. Oh god, yeah. that was wicked. Oh my god. Yeah. Like this is why is this on network television? I mean, it was cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy that their little experiment worked. They did yep. some science right on the they did. They, they did. did. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, some fringe actually... science right there. Yeah. This is a good time to mention parallels, though. Okay, so I know I said that I wasn't going to do the comic thing a whole lot comparing it, but, but whose leg? Whose <laughs> leg do you think that was supposed to be? Because uh, it wasn't Rick's supposed to be Herschel's. Leg. Was it Rick's leg? No, it wasn't Rick's. Is it Coral's uh, leg? Wasn't Coral's? No. And Shane's already dead. So is yeah. it Rory's leg? Nope it it was Dale's leg. Oh, Dale. Dale. Yeah. So in the show, Dale dies at the end of season two. Yeah. Spoiler alert, right? He gets mm -hmm. his, his gut all ripped up. And that he does. And then Daryl Daryl has to say goodbye, brother. And so in in the comic, though, yeah, it's Dale who loses his leg. And uh so Herschel kind of takes over as the the surrogate old man, which he plays quite well. I yep. loved Herschel. I mm -hmm. really did. Oh God, Scott Wilson. Old, old Pappy Herschel. Yeah. 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 Rest in peace, Scott Wilson. He did. He did knock it out of the park. Brilliantly mm -hmm. played. Mm -hmm. And that beard of his. Good Lord. I didn't even know he was capable of such thing. It was mighty. <laughs> yeah. It was at least five Rikers long, and that's respectable. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's something that ain't respectable, and it's what they did to Lori and Andrea on this TV show. Mm-hmm. Now, there's not a lot of fans of Lori. You know, she's still not the, the best character in the comics. So maybe not so much her. But Andrea is absolutely screwed over on this TV show from a character development standpoint. I mean, when, I, when I'm looking at mistakes in the comics, you know, she goes through a journey of, you know, trying to understand loss when she loses her sister early on. Um, and she comes to terms with it. And finds purpose in in the in the apocalypse and and she becomes like a sharpshooter for the group 
Like she's like mm-hmm. one of the best shots, the entire team. Mm-hmm. And so when they reduce her to kind of a romantic interest and, you know, randomly touching Shane's crotch after a, a you know, after a, a, a gunfire session, it, I just did not understand why, like what did Lori Holden do to people to get that? I don't know, but I mean, if, if 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 that's how character arcs work, I mean, I'd sleep around in the zombie apocalypse. Why not? They just made her not so her, annoying, yeah. and it was painful. And by the time that she, when she died, that should have been just like a gut wrenching moment. And it was like, thank God, the noise has stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I don't know. I just had no sympathy towards her, and mm-hmm. she really just, she was whiny and yeah. annoying and. I don't know. Pull your bootstraps up. It's a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, because like, wasn't they? They tried making her death pretty dramatic. They had a big lead up to it when it was. Oh uh, yeah, cause... I mean, her death was dramatic. Mm-hmm. It's just like you weren't sad Didn't to see her go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because of all the transgressions and the the lack of bonding that you got, and and unfortunately too, it it weaves into a season where you you get the Woodbury side of things and then you get the prison side. So like the episodes get split up because you're focusing on one hat for the other. And, and then when they finally do start crossing over, there's, there's just not enough there for you to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm truly attached to Andrea because I mean, the narrative didn't allow me to, it just didn't. And mm-hmm. so I was actually really pissed off at that, at that character death, you know, like when, when Dale got killed off, um, I knew that was a Darabont thing. So uh, Jeffrey Jeffrey Demun, I believe, he he played Dale. He's a Darabont like long term collaborator. These guys work together all the time. Bunch of different movies. Yep. And so he said at the end of season two, he's like, "Yeah, I want to be killed off because Frank's not here. It, it was his thing, and I'm I'm out." Right. But with like Laurie Holden, it's like. Did she get somebody like a Christmas gift that didn't go over well or, you know, (laughs) I mean, what, what did she do to get that kind of development? It just, it was so bad. And that's it. That, I mean, that's a twisted like thing to do. It's like, so here's a character that could be interesting and is well-liked in the, in the franchise, but fuck, if we're just going to go the other direction with her, yeah, we're going to make everyone hate her before we finally kill her off. And then who knows, maybe for some reason as a surprise twist at the end of the series, she's back but i mean people were like (laughs) legit happy like people were happy when she died yeah yeah it it was it was that bad i wouldn't say like joffrey happy when she died no pretty darn close but joffrey was a literal tyrant like the worst i mean Mm -hmm. she andrea she she shouldn't even be comparable to joffrey no i mean she's not supposed to be an evil character she's not supposed <laughs> to be a bad character mm-hmm. but yet here we are and the world loved to see her go yeah <laughs> it was rough it was really rough to see that whole thing play out um i i think really what it 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 starts to drift into here is that obviously when people start dying at first we were connected to these characters. We really enjoyed their their presence. And so when they died off, it felt a little more personal. It felt like you actually, you know, we're losing something. And then after that, yeah. it became, okay, well, we know at the mid-season break, someone has to die. Someone's going out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We and know at the end of the season, yep. someone's going out. Yep. And so death becomes shock value. It does not have any meaning anymore. 
And we see that happen quite a few times, not just early in the in the the series, but also towards the end. Um, especially like Glenn, where they had the gotcha moment where that dude blows his brains out right in front of him and he survives, but he's slipping underneath a, a garbage can. And yeah. people weren't happy about that. They're like, like, okay, uh, I don't think Glenn is dead. If you guys did mm-hmm. kill him, that is the worst possible way you could have done it. It's just fucking awful. Mm-hmm. Yep. But as I say that, I got to speak out of the other side of my mouth for just one moment because in getting rid of Dale, one of the things I was really worried about uh, was a group of cannibals that show up in the comics and they molded this into the Terminus uh, plot line, Mm -hmm. you know, where they're eating people and, and uh, driving everybody there is a safe haven, right? Um, it's a very poignant moment in the comics where, you know, Dale gets kidnapped. He's, he's been bitten. Okay. So he's like, mm-hmm. he, he survived the prison. He survived the war with the, the governor and he gets bit and decides, you know what? I'm going to just leave the group and at, at night so they don't have to deal with me. Mm-hmm. And so in the, in the show, it's actually uh, Bob who takes his place where he's screaming, you know, tainted meat, you're eating tainted meat. Well, that was that was Dale's arc, and so for me, if you're a comic book reader, as you can probably tell, I've got some I've got some cho- choices that I'm not happy with here. Um, <laughs> I am I'm happy that they kept this one in. This mm-hmm. was one of the um, this is what I would call a series mistake still because I think it was much more meaningful when it happened to Dale when Bob got killed off. You're like, who's Man. Bob? Yeah, who's Bob? Honestly, I was thinking that as you said it. I'm like, who the fuck was Bob again? No, I don't know Bob. See, we're all we're all lost on Bob. <laughs> That's an, in me- in memory. Made that up. Yeah. And right now, <laughs> the twelve people still listening, just like, who the fuck was Bob? Yeah, they're like, what the fuck is this what? Bob guy they're talking about? I think they're making him up. I don't remember Bob. No, I, yeah. and I've been the slightest. I fucking remember Bob, like, because he's not T Dog. Oh, that's right. Nope. How could we forget? Yeah. Good old T Dog, played by Iron Singleton. Who mm-hmm. he, they they killed a shit out of him. Yeah, T Dog got killed good. Poor T Dog. Oh That's god. Hilarious. I forgot <laughs> I had forgotten yeah. about him and all that. Oh my yeah. god. Like if you if you've ever watched somebody eat a chicken wing and leave no tendon, nothing behind, that is what happened to poor T Dog in the prison. Yeah. Oh fuck T Dog. Yeah. Once again, an original character though. Mm-hmm. Uh, an original character to the Walking Dead universe. He did not appear in the comics, so yeah, just turn him into bits. Uh, but even saying that, though, his death meant more to me than Andreas. Agreed. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's because yeah. we like T Dog more. I mean, hell, just call yeah. him T Dog instead of his actual name. We got more. We got more of a person we liked than Andrea. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he didn't get much character development, but he did have a very yeah. important line in season two where uh, it's it's right near the end. They've opened the barn up and he's walking by Rick and Rick goes, T-Dog, go get a shotgun. And he nods at him. That's the moment. Yeah. That's all he got. He didn't get much. That's no. not a line. <laughs> <laughs> I was nope. waiting for the line. Like, okay, we're pausing for. No, time. there's no line. Yep. T dog, T dog was like, I mean, I'll give them credit. That's for a this, mannerism. But... That's not a line. Mm-hmm. No, he. I will. That's just I, a I, nod. Like, there, there probably wasn't even eye contact. 
Oh, I know, just, I know. But no. that's that's it. That's all T Dog got. He didn't get anything. He he barely got anything. And 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 so that that's where some people have kind of cl- or weighed in on this and said that you know AMC, AMC and The Walking Dead they did a good job on paper with the inclusion, but the but only issue. Really. Yeah, the only issue yeah. was it's like most of the characters that you're you're including, mm-hmm. you're not giving much to, and you kill them immediately. Yeah, and I was kind of hoping, Mark, that when we we introduced T Dog's pivotal line there, that you're going to make us guess what it was because I was going to go that there's a troll in the dungeon. Oh, thought you ought to know. Fortunately, <laughs> 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 not. He's suddenly British. In the whole thing. Oh, hey, man. Okay, so we, we've talked about some of the bad cuts of of The Walking Dead. How about we shift back to some of the best cuts? And you mentioned a, a British folk. I, I'd like to mention how David Morrissey was one of the best villains. You know, obviously outside of Negan here, but I mean, mm-hmm. but David Morrissey, holy shit, that he did a good job gaslighting an entire community. Uh, yeah. You know, somehow using his his sexual powers to turn Andrea against her own people. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, he, uh, like, he honestly was so like you just loved to hate. He was I actually hated him. Oh, really? No, I mean, like I loved the character, but my hate was real. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, it, we 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 did touch on that a little bit ago. That um, so so the character of the governor uh, in, in the comics, and there's actually a novel they wrote just to build out his backstory. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of it is is making any sense. You know, he, there's stolen identities, there's zombie daughters, there's there's all kinds of weird shit going on with that character. Yep. Um, and what I will say is that they did give enough time for his bizarre nature to come out. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it didn't, it didn't feel like it was a shock at that point. Cause you'd gotten enough. Um, so, I mean, I know I just talked shit on that transformation compared to Shane's, but mm-hmm. they're both pretty good. They're both, they're both pretty solid. I feel like the thing with him is he starts off and you're like, Oh my God, this look at this community. Like finally they've found some place where they're all like, they're going to be safe. It's going to be great. And then it's like, wait a minute though. There's something like, there's always there's be something, something fucking nuts mm-hmm. in this dude's eye. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can just tell like, ah, yeah, he's Something like the HOA. Funky is happening here. <laughs> he, he's the HOA of the zombie apocalypse. There's always some kind of fuckery around the corner with him, isn't there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, when you look at the ratings, though, and you look at the the viewership, I mean, these seasons were were some of the most watched and the the best reviewed. You and sit so, there the whole time on the edge of your seat, like yeah, uh, 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 uh. yeah, that happened. <laughs> I remember like really like clinging to these first three. Like I, yeah, I admittedly, I think I fell uh, fell off on the show like around season five. Like I'm just like, nah, we're like the formula's there. If a new character shows up, there's like a 50-50 chance they're not making it um, this season. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, those first three seasons, like I was watching every episode. I was looking forward to every episode. Hell, like season three is where we get, um, I think the YouTube uh, user Daryl Dixon made a great 80s mix of the Walking Dead theme for, for a Walking Dead theme song. It was hilarious. 
um, that I will be posting in the show notes, by the way, so you can all enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, no, like absolute gold in the first three seasons. Well, not to mention yeah. our friend Lou Temple showed up in that yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and oh, it's like, and also like uh, Dean Bahar uh was in season one technically he he was, was in the web series yeah he was he's in the web yeah yeah he's actually chewing on poor uh poor bike girl on the ground there mm-hmm. yeah um, which that uh yeah for him yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i think i i think i i, I messaged Dean saying that dude would you eat that many carbs now Actually, no, that's a low carb. I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. Protein. Yeah. Super You're eating low paleo, carb even actually. back then. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good, good for the diet, man. There's not a whole lot of carbs in those those bodies you're chewing on. No. And yeah, you I mean flesh all day and not gain a pound. From my understanding, <laughs> humans are relatively lean meat. So yeah. there's that. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. well, not Americans, but not yeah. Americans, no. Not with wow. our lifestyle. Gotta chew through that visceral but hey that does mean we're full of flavor yeah so there's that we have you that render all that out yeah over, low and slow i have a feeling we're delicious <laughs> yeah you Speak. slow cook us yeah mm-hmm. hey you know what we we are bags of of meat that are you know basically cooked at 90 degrees all day every day <laughs> yet you know what we don't fall off the bone Mm-mm. wait no. i've been being slow cooked my whole life your entire life <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and if you jump into a hot tub, you're being sous vide. But you know what? Ooh, yep, and we joke about fancy. We joke about Florida being God's waiting room, but really, it's like God's sizzler. Is that a pressure cooker? <laughs> Is Florida a pressure cooker? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> can I can I mention for a moment? We have somehow not mentioned Greg Nicotero this entire time. No, no, we haven't. I mean, we're talking award-winning makeup artist. You know, when when you look at uh, you know, folks like Darabont and how much effort he put into getting this thing to go. I don't think this show, regardless of writing, goes anywhere without that guy. I mean, yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Chelsea, but do you think the night terrors would be as intense no, as Greg Nicotero no, was? I was just one? about to say, I probably need to reframe some of my blame, I guess, <laughs> on my sleepless fucking nights. <laughs> Yes, you now have a name to your frustration. <laughs> yeah, that's your, right. Your I'm about terror. to write some uh, fan mail, we'll call it. <laughs> yeah, Greg, Greg Nicotero is about to get a strongly worded letter as of this episode. <laughs> Dear yeah. sir. Yeah. How dare you commit yourself to this realism? <laughs> yeah, Dear sir, I'm writing this to you as, as Rick. <laughs> and you may but, think that I'm writing you on behalf of the children. But I must say unto thee, fuck those kids. You have <laughs> terrified me. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But hey, speaking of hate mail, okay, we're going to kind of draw this to a conclusion point because mm-hmm. we've talked about some pretty positive feelings towards the early portions of The Walking Dead. Now, if you start to look at a, a map of the ratings episode to episode, season to season, there is a very... Uh, a big drop off that happens right after season seven. And we've talked about some of the things that may have led up to that, whether it's, you know, uh, just essentially walking. There's some seasons where we're just walking long periods of time. Um, that's never good. No. Unless, that's, that. 
Unless you're going to Mordor, that shit's just not going to fly. Oh yeah, yeah. Any, I'll any, keep we, my we, comments to myself. <laughs> 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 well, but but after a while, though, I mean, you, you can't keep killing off main characters, right? I was going to say, how many of the yeah. originals are left at this point? Uh, of the original cast, yeah, I think we've got Daryl, Carol, at like the current time. Once again, we're spoiling the shit out of this. I think it's like Daryl, Carol, and and Maggie. Morgan technically. Yeah, well, Maggie's season two. She's not even season one. That's right. Yeah. She's so, not original. So, That's right. That's right. So, so Daryl, Carol, and Morgan technically are still alive. Morgan's actually on the Fear the Walking Dead show. He crossed the fuck over. He did to, to he the spin-off spin show. Yeah. yeah. So you're starting to lose, you know, the the characters that you really bonded with, and. And and as I've mentioned this before, folks, obviously, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched The Walking Dead, especially up to season seven, just turn this episode off right now because I'm about to blow the fucking lid off of this. You've been warned. Twice now. We'll thrice now. We'll give you, we'll give you three seconds to leave. One. Two. Three. A tree. So once we're introduced... To a man named Negan. Ah, uh, yes. And his happy little bat named Lucille, wrapped in barbed wire. Mm-hmm. There's two very important deaths that occur. Uh, our, our friend Abraham and, and unfortunately, Joe, your, your boy, Glenn. Poor Glenn. Glenn! Glenn! God. No. Not the innocents. Yeah. Oh. You know, I had, I had a muffin once that I bought from Quick Trip that I accidentally dropped a a can of soda on. <laughs> and, I'm excited to see how this thread like somehow connects to what we're doing. Well, right I was now. gonna yeah. say, what did we invent? And the <laughs> and the look, the look of Glenn's face after he meets Lucille reminded me a lot of what happened to the top of that muffin. Oh. oh. Yeah. Just wrapped around that thing. Oh. And uh and that I mean, we've seen brutality in The Walking Dead. It's yeah. not like it's not like we weren't familiar with it. But once that happened, the show saw a massive drop off. We're talking millions of people stopped tuning in. People after... fucking loved him. Yeah, Glenn that... was so great. Yeah. yeah everyone just... loved him. Mm-hmm. Abraham, I'm not going to talk about Abraham. Whatever. But... whatever. And yeah, Rick got to walk out like into the sunset because, again, spoiler alert, Rick's not on the show anymore, but he didn't fucking get killed off. He was just, yeah. just done. Like, nope, we're going to settle down with my samurai hottie and have another baby and we're just gonna stay here everyone go <laughs> bye <laughs> well that that's the unfortunate reality of the walking dead which is the point that we want to make is that i don't think that survival is long-term entertainment yeah it it, it just isn't if it if it were then the ratings probably would still be as high as they used to be right mm-hmm so one of the things that I will point out about the the reviews of The Walking Dead as it aged, so the viewership obviously tanked. Um, mm-hmm. I think in the current season, I think they're at like 2 million viewers an episode, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, back during the height, I think it was like 14, 15 million. Yeah, right? like, yeah. right. 
Yeah. And so two million you can get on a good like YouTube video. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. To me, I'm over here like, oh, I don't know, yeah. AMC. That doesn't sound like it pays the bills. You're still putting <laughs> money into this. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I don't think I speak on behalf of the 13 million people that no longer listened or, or tuned in, but but I think that really is the point. I mean, like you've already been through so much. You continue to go through hell and and all of these bad things keep happening. And then you take one of the most positive influences of the entire series. And this doesn't just go for the TV show. This is the same thing in the comic. A lot of people saw Glenn, you know, like a spilled bowl of chili on the ground. And 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 they just went, wow, I, I, uh, they would go play Hello Kitty Island Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty but what do you much. think, though? I mean, yeah, what do you think about that? About the survival is not a good story arc, or just, about... yeah, just just the long term, the long term effects of of watching survival. I mean, what what do you think of that? I think for the first however many seasons, you know, it was great. There was a lot of interesting stuff. You're still like, ooh, what's going to happen? But then I think you start getting into just trying mm -hmm. to freaking survive seven seasons on and you're it's exhausting. Yeah. Like, what is the now? I, you need more than that. There needs to be more than just trying to be alive. Like, what's mm -hmm. the goal? Obviously, the goal is trying to be alive, but like it's it's getting tired. Yeah. I don't know. Like, also, like I just think like, I don't know, show me like show me a TV series that stays consistently good after five or six seasons. Yeah. Like with no matter what story you're trying to tell, like, like again, I have favorite shows like house and Smallville. Like I love those shows, but after like season five or six, they start to go down a little bit. Same thing with arrow arrow was gold. It's first two seasons. Mm -hmm. And then it hit season like, like I think that like for me, that started going down a little bit at season four. I still watch the show all the way through, but I think, any show like getting it to season five should be like a success story. Like that's like, if you get five seasons, like you did a phenomenal fucking job as a TV show, but to keep it fresh and going for after that fifth season, like, I don't know. I don't think many stories do a good job at that. That's why like HBO series, it's like, Nope, we, the ones that actually hold up well. Uh, and we remember, we still talk about them after they've, they've ended. Um, they have a plan like this is going to go five seasons. This is the starting point, And this is where we're ending up. How are we going to get from A to B? Right. And when you don't have that end in mind and you're just either you run out of source material or you're now just like, you know what? We've told as interesting of a story as we can. And now we feel like we're just grabbing straws. I think yeah. that's just what happens. They're so, building the road in front of them. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Building the, build the plane as we fly it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and Joe, like mm -hmm. kind of to piggyback off of that too. And all of those, you know, the, all of those shows and things like that, that you mm -hmm. brought up, at least there's a ton of outside source material that they could possibly do with those things. Like when you're talking about, for God's sakes, like a medical drama. There's a lot of medical oh, things yeah. out there. And when you're talking about like superhero stuff, there's a lot of stuff you can do. There's mm -hmm. less stuff you can do with a zombie apocalypse. Like the the threat doesn't change. Mm -hmm. How you can escape the threat doesn't deviate much because of the resources that you're limited to. Uh, the, yeah. I mean, it's 
the people that are out there, if they're alive, they're not nice. So you're no. just going to keep running into shitty people. It, there's not it, there's not a lot left mm -mm. to I, do. I agree with you, too, because even if The Walking Dead uh, didn't have the source material, because it, it does, like they... They had plenty of source material at that stage, even when they got to uh, the, the Negan arc and everything and the Total War arc that they had. Uh, they they even had plenty of stuff to go on after that. And I think what what could be kind of a turnoff to people is that you do see some weird things the longer you go in The Walking Dead that completely mm -hmm. like have you don't see anything like in the first half of the of the property and so mm -hmm. you know we're talking about things like pet tigers uh yeah. and and people uh wearing the faces of walkers and controlling them you know like like herds of sheep and it, it's it does get a little bit out there even mm -hmm. for the stuff that you've seen with the property so um if you're familiar with it you're like yeah i mean i i love the walking dead don't get me wrong yeah. but i even i know when these storylines came up i'm like this could turn some people off yeah, right. you can't you know. go Joe Exotic and hope that everything's Tiger King. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, just just imagine Rick and he's like sitting up there at the hilltop when, oh when they're first attacked God. and he's like, I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah. oh, that God. bitch needs to die. Okay, she needs to die. <laughs> well, here, oh. here's, here's something I think we could leave off on mm -hmm. because... I don't want to talk just full on shit about the walking dead because no. I mean, love the series. Um, I actually am one of the people that has kind of kept with it. Um, I'm only like one or two seasons behind. So I, I kept watching it. And one of the things that I found encouraging that I, um, from the data that's out there. So we talked about the season seven drop off where a bunch of people just tuned out. Mm -hmm. Well, the reviews of the show also tanked with viewership as well. Mm -hmm. But even with the viewership drop-off, the most recent seasons have actually seen uh, the review ratings go back up. Ooh. Interesting. So, yeah, you've got a lot of people missing. There's a lot of different actors now involved. But when I see that, I, I kind of get a little bit of uh, good feelings. Uh, yeah, <laughs> honestly, though, here here is the thing to be said about like not really having the original cast from season one still around there's a lot of liberties that can be taken and there's a lot that can be done with new characters mm -hmm. and, and things like that. So maybe there is still some hope for really reviving the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, I mean, I think maybe what could have been worked, worked out very well for the series is maybe instead of doing like a spinoff to like, you know, fear the walking dead, maybe they turn the walking dead into an anthology series. And like every season we just have a different cast experiencing the same zombie apocalypse, but from the, you get to tell a different story with or, it. Yeah. Different areas mm -hmm. of the country or the world or yeah, that would be pretty cool. Honestly. You, so since this is an audio program, you can't see me leaning towards my mic when Joe said that, but they are going to do a Walking Dead <gasps> anthology series. God damn it. They stole the idea. I just thought of that they've already been working on. Yep. Let's sue them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Once you just piggyback on the Darabont case. Uh, but that <laughs> that's happening. There's an anthology coming on the way. Uh, there's a like a Carol and Daryl uh, show miniseries. It's also going to be coming out. Um, and you still have the Rick made for TV movie. I think movies, there's a couple of them coming out. Oh, 
Oh. Um, and they've got Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead. I think World Beyond is even out right now. So, I mean, there is a ton oh, yeah. still happening with this series. If you dropped off at one point, I mean, there, there's plenty to come back to. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm encouraged. I, when you see ratings dip, okay, fine. Whatever. But when I see review enthusiasm like go back up, yeah. it's, like, it's like, okay. That means they probably still care enough. We're not just putting something out there to put it out. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, I think there's a lot of good things yet. So that's why I am going back. I'm actually rewatching it. So, well, good. It's spooky season. You should, and everyone else should too. I will not yeah. be because I value a restful night's sleep and, uh, you know, my husband being alive. Um, <laughs> but. Why are we you know, laughing? We're always laughing at that. Well, it, uh, yeah, that is kind of fucked up, guys. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm kidding. You're laughing because it's it is my brain is funny. Mm -hmm. I guess. I mean, I, yeah, you're laughing at me, not at Matt. Dying. That's true. I'm not laughing at the loss of the crown prince ever. Yeah. yeah. And I honestly, like of the three of us, I I think Matt would survive very well in the zombie apocalypse. He can fish. He is good with hunting stuff. No, he's not. He's resourceful. Matt's never hunted a thing in his life. Yeah, but he has a bow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We have we have weapons that are hardly ever used. Well, I'm I'm encouraged that if there were a zombie apocalypse, that I have the impression down so that when I see a person on the ground with their legs missing, I can say, I'm sorry this happened to you. <laughs> and and I'm I'm good. That's well, my moment. It's yep. good you're doing that and not going with your other like uh, gut feeling, which is to go right up to it and then put an eagle feather on its head as you oh. say, "Wakriyaste in pace." Yeah, requiescat in pace. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't do that in a zombie apocalypse. That's mm -mm, a bad idea. Mm -mm, they mm -mm. will bite you, and then mm -hmm. it's over. do love me some spooky season you have the best lawn decorations this time of year horror movies are on tv 24 7 and everything is flavored like pumpkin and what makes all this even better is that you get to enjoy it with your friends and speaking of friends mine have all gone to sleep well mark definitely has and hopefully chelsea has as well but given all this zombie talk we can really only wish her the best. If you want to continue Spooky Season with us here at Digital Dissection, join us next week as we talk about Castlevania, the hit Netflix series that started from an 8-bit video game and turned into an anime masterpiece. We'll also be talking basically all things vampire in our side stitch. So, if you want to pop those fangs and enjoy a blood-sucking good time, stick with us and keep on dissecting.